Welcome back to Hold Fast, where we have biblical truths for daily battles. My name is Kenny. I'm the host of the podcast, and I'm continuing our series as we walk through different sections from the book, A Gospel Primer for Christians by Milton Vincent. Our church is going through this book together, but as I've said already in the series, you do not have to be a member of Mission Way to benefit from this. I would highly encourage any Christian to get this book since we've started this series. I've already heard from several people who have said how impactful this book has been in their life, even before our church decided to do this. It was a book that they picked up. Um, And so I think this is a really, really great resource for Christians in general. I think it's a book that you won't just buy and put on your shelf, but it's actually one that you will potentially refer back to over and over again, because it really takes you deep into the richness of the gospel um, and shows you how to preach it to yourself and how to apply it to everyday life. Today, I'm going to focus in on section number six. If you are familiar with the book, you know that they're not necessarily chapters in the book, but sections, and the sections are short, but so, so deep. Uh, You really want to read over them and over them and over them. And not only are the sections short, um, but deep, he also gives a lot of scripture to look at in these sections. And so what I actually want to do, because uh, they are a little bit shorter, um, is I'm going to read this entire section six um, as I begin this podcast because I think I think it's so well written. I think it's so powerful. And maybe I won't do this every single uh, time I, I have a, a section in this book. But maybe if I read it, it will encourage you to actually buy the book if you have not done so yet. So um, I do not get any. Uh, money or any benefit from promoting this book at all. Um, I'm doing it simply because I think it's that good of a tool and a resource to have. So section number six, a cure for distrust. Milton Vincent writes this. Every time I deliberately disobey a command of God, it is because I am in that moment doubtful as to God's true intentions in giving me that command. Does he really have my best interest at heart? Or is he withholding something from me that I would be better off having? Such questions, whether consciously asked or not, lie underneath every act of disobedience. However, the gospel changes my view of God's commandments in that it helps me to see the heart of when, of the person from whom those commandments come. When I begin to train, excuse me, when I begin my train of thought with the gospel, I realize that if God loved me enough to sacrifice his son's life for me, then he must be guided by that same love when he speaks his commandments to me. Viewing God's commands and prohibitions in this light, I can see them for what they really are, friendly signposts from a heavenly father who is seeking to love me through each directive so that I might experience his very fullness forever. When controlling my thoughts as described above, the gospel cures me of my suspicion of God, thereby disposing me to walk more trustingly on the path of obedience to his commands. Now, and that's the end of the quote, by the way. Now, if you follow along, you understand what I mean when I say this is short, but really, really deep. Um, But this is something that I really want to talk about on today's episode, because I think one of the reasons we believe that the gospel is something that we need at the moment of our salvation, but not anymore else throughout the rest of our life is because we think, well, the gospel is the the starting line, right? It's where we start. We trust Jesus for salvation. And then we move on to, you know, deeper things. We move on to the other parts of the Christian life. And what this section is saying is that really one of the things we need the gospel for, among so many other things, is we need it in our fight against sin, 
not just in our forgiveness from sin, but in our fight against sin on a daily basis. Because what he, the, the case that he's making, and I agree with him, is that when we disobey God's commands, it's because we don't trust that he's good in giving us those commands. Now, we would not necessarily say it that way in the moment of temptation, but that's, that's how we operate. He actually references uh, Genesis chapter three, when the serpent comes to Adam and Eve, and the serpent said, you know, did God really say, and he goes on to say, God knows that in the day you eat of this fruit, your eyes will be opened, and you'll be like God, knowing good and evil. And so the woman saw that the tree was good for food, that it was a delight to the eyes, and that the tree was desirable to make one wise. So she took from its fruit, and she ate, she gave it to Adam, and he ate. Essentially, what they were doing is saying, you know what, I know God gave us this command, but man, uh, the serpent's making a pretty good point. Like, maybe there's something we're missing out on here. Maybe there's something else we could have that God's not giving to us. Maybe, maybe God doesn't want us to have this fruit because he's just trying to withhold it from us. I don't know all the thoughts that were going through Adam and Eve's mind necessarily, but we can take a good guess that that's some of what they were thinking. And they were saying, look, yeah, God said don't eat of the fruit, but, but, but really, why did he say that? And, and do, does he really have our best interests at heart? There's a lot of problems with that line of thinking. One of them being that we cannot view God as only being God so that he could have our best interests at heart, so that he's there to make us happy. No, he's, he's first and foremost there for his glory. And it's in pursuing his glory, which we were created for, that we find ultimate joy and peace and satisfaction. But the other problem with this line of thinking is it causes us to sin because we think God doesn't care about us. We think that he's given us commands to be a burden to us. There's so many people that I know in my life, and I even struggled with this line of thinking uh, early on in my life as well, who believe that it's just a burden to be a Christian, right? Like, we don't get to do the fun stuff. There's things that we we don't get to do, and there's certain ways that we have to live because we're a Christian, and it kind of takes a little bit of the fun out of life, but you know what? Ultimately, we'll get to heaven, so it'll be worth it on that day, and we miss the fact that actually God's commands are good for today, it's not just that he's trying, to, he's trying to have us avoid sin so that one day we can get to heaven and say, well, it was worth it. It was worth all the sacrifices that I made, all the things that I wanted to do that I gave up. No, no, no. What he's showing us is that, yes, our sinful flesh desires these things, but those things ultimately lead to death. Those things are not what is best for us. Those things are not where we are going to find ultimate satisfaction. We're gonna find ultimate satisfaction in him. There's a quote in this section that I highlighted, and I know I read the whole thing earlier, but I'm gonna read this sen sentence again because this was really the, the most impactful part of this section to me. He says, when I begin my train of thought with the gospel, I realize that if God loved me enough to sacrifice his son's life for me, then he must be guided by that same love when he speaks his commandments to me. That is a huge perspective shift. We view the love of God as, as really being demonstrated on the cross when Christ died for us to forgive us from our sin. But do we really believe that God's commandments are loving? I mean, think about that question. You might just flippantly say, yes, you know, I think everything that God does is loving, but really, when you're struggling with a temptation to sin and you think about God's commands against that sin, do you think to yourself, yeah, but God loves me so much that he gave his life for me 
And that same love is what's motivating him or what has motivated him to give this command to me. And so I'm gonna walk in his love by obeying him, even though my flesh wants this thing. That's one of the ways that we walk in daily trust in the Lord. We, we don't just trust the Lord for salvation on the day that we are saved. We trust him every single day after that. We trust that his way is better. We trust that even when we think we know better, his way is better. We trust that even when we think we can find some loopholes around his commands, that his commands are not just better, they're, they're good, they're wise, they, they bring ultimate satisfaction and joy into our lives and they ultimately bring more glory to Christ, which is what we were created for in the first place. There's a, another scripture he references in Deuteronomy chapter five, verse 20, 29. It says, oh, that they had such a heart in them that they would keep all my commandments always, that it may be well with them and with their sons forever. You start to get a little look into God's heart and giving commands there, right? We tend to think of the Old Testament as God's just laying down the law and he's just making sure that his people stay in line. But what we see God saying here is that he desires that we would keep his commandments. And one of the reasons that he desires for that is because that's where life is ultimately found. He says that it may be well with them and with their sons forever. That keeping God's commandments actually has an impact, not even just on your life, but on the lives of the people around you, that there's so much good in walking in his commands. Is it hard? Because of our flesh, absolutely. But the reality is we have been freed from sin. We've been freed from slavery to sin in the gospel. You don't have to sin anymore. Before coming to Christ, you and I were enslaved by sin. We were in bondage to sin, unable to pull ourselves out of that. And now we've been set free from sin. We've been set free in order to walk in God's ways, in God's commandments. I think to Psalm 19 that talks about the law of the Lord and how good and perfect it is and how refreshing it is to our souls. This is how we're going to fight temptations every single day. You're not going to fight temptations by willpower. You are not going to fight the temptations that you're facing by simply just trying to just grit your teeth and bear it and just stick through it. You're not even gonna fight temptations by saying, oh, you know, God commanded it, so I'm just, gonna, I'm just gonna obey his commands. No, you're gonna trust deeply in his love for you in giving you these commands. And you're gonna say, God, I, I know that my flesh wants this, but oh, how you love me. And the same love that motivated you to give your life for me, Jesus, is the same love behind these commandments that you've given to me. And I want more of your love. I want more of you. I want to bring you more glory. I want to walk in your ways. And so I'm going to put to death the deeds of the flesh. And I'm going to put on the righteousness and holiness that comes through the gospel. I hope you see this massive perspective shift. It's something that I wish I would have gotten earlier on in my life because I just thought that following Jesus was all about doing the right things and not doing the wrong things. And I didn't see it at the time, but, but I was missing God's love in all of that. I just thought, you know, God's love is that he forgave me for my sin and now it's my responsibility to just grin and bear his commands because he loved me so I need to live my life for him. And there's some truth in that, but ultimately it's a distorted way of seeing things. Instead, we should say the same God that loved me is the same God who has said go and sin no more because he loves me because he wants me to have fullness of life. And let me be very clear. I am not suggesting 
that when we walk in God's commandments, nothing will ever go wrong in our lives, that we'll just be happy all the time and everything's just gonna be sunshine and rainbows. I'm not saying that. I'm saying that fullness of life is found in walking in the Lord's love and walking in his commands. And ultimately, what's found in pursuing after our sin is death. What's found in pursuing after our flesh is is rottenness and brokenness. And only in God's commandments and his law and his love and his gospel do we find life. I pray that you would live loved today. And living loved by the Lord does not mean I just have all these good feelings and warm and fuzzies all in my soul. It can, it can produce that. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying those are bad things. Those are great things. I love when I wake up with this deep emotional response to the Lord's love and his gospel. I love that. But I don't always have that. And so to live in his love is to say, God, I'm going to trust that you love me. And so even when I want so badly to sin and to stray from you, I'm gonna trust that it is your love that has motivated you to command me to turn from my sin and turn to Christ and live. I pray, as always, this is an encouragement to you and a challenge to you. Um, If you're following along in the book and in our study, I hope it it just only enhances uh, your time, uh, not necessarily in the book of Gospel Primer, but in God's Word, um, because that's ultimately what we're trying to point one another to, is God's Gospel and His Word, and to find life and truth and peace and hope in those things. If this podcast or this episode in general is a uh, is a, an encouragement to you, um, I would be honored if you take a minute to share this, uh, whether you send it to a friend or give us uh, or share it on social media or give us a rating or review uh, wherever you're listening to this. That helps other people see and hear about the podcast. Um, but until next time, this has been another episode of Hold Fast, and Lord willing, I'll be back next week with another episode. God bless.